Damn. Welcome to the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, Sons of the Dragon. This is Carl Stout, and I'm joined today with the lovely Rebecca. I will melt your heart with my voice, fan favorite. And today we're going to be covering Power Man and Iron Fist number 67. Woohoo, we're up to 67, guys. Some 1980s stuff here. Yeah, into the 80s. Mary Jo Duffy is still writing. Carrie Gamble is penciling. And let's be honest, none of the others really matter. Yeah, you won't have heard of any of the others apart from Denny O'Neill as the editor. Oh, and Jim Shooter. And Bob Layton is the co-plotter. Hey, Jim Shooter's going to be at a Comic-Con I'm going to this month. I'm sorry. Well, I did. What, and and what, what exactly is a Mikado? Uh, Mikado was a Japanese emperor. I only know that from my Gilbert and Sullivan. Um, just, but who knows? Yeah, they're just being wanky. Very interesting. So on the cover, we have Power Man, almost in a crucifixion-type pose. Yeah. With a what appears to be a bald man in purple. Whose head's or, around his crotch level. Just or saying. Na- or naked, because he kind of does look he like does he's look naked, yeah. buck naked there. And Iron Fist punching a hole through the wall with his Iron Fist in the background. To be honest, saying, it's not a particularly nice cover, if you ask me. Yeah, it's very muddled. It's it's pretty it's pretty damn ugly, actually. The colouring's not very nice. Uh, I mean, it's nice and action-packed. You've got the Iron Fist, but his hand looks really weird. He's got a very thick wrist. <laughs> and those fingers are, like, very uniform. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's a, a cankle reference for wrists. But yeah, that's what he has. Danny has um, a cankle wrist. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, not gonna win any cover, and it looks quite rushed, honestly. The art um, and the coloring's very flat. And so uh, we don't often say that. Don't like the cover. There you go. Ben, so Ben Sean, not your best work. No, whoever you are. And it's <laughs> <laughs> one job at Marvel. That was it. Like yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It probably is, and that's really mean. Maybe you've, like, but, you know, for the sake of today and having a laugh, it's it. He could have gotten better. Yeah. And, and I don't, and uh, Sean, I don't care how bright the Iron Fist is, black eye circles are still going to be black, yeah. not yellow. <laughs> so the bald naked man is yelling, if you save him, you'll destroy us all. Hurrah. Bit of intrigue. We like this. Destroy the world. Let's avoid it. And today's issue is called Power Men, which is a huge hint. <laughs> yeah. Guess what's going to happen, guys? No, you won't. But anyway, we start with a bank robbery. Right. The Mediterranean banking in midtown Manhattan has been plagued recently with a rash of robberies. So many of their branches have been held up that the board of directors called in the professional help. Today's hold up the men of find themselves face-to-face face with the heroes for hire. Power Man and Iron Fist. As Dan, Danny and Luke are standing in the doorway looking somewhat stunned, like, oh, 
So one, it's good that people know their branding now. Um, <laughs> going to see no, it's, it's, I, I don't know about you, but I opened, I started this going, oh, another villain of the week issue. Um, <laughs> thankfully, it's slightly better than that. Um, so yeah, bank robbery. So we, you know, this isn't going to be much trouble for our boys, is it? No. No. There is there is some odd things that do happen in this bank robbery. There are. But that middle panel on the next page with Danny doing the flying sidekick, uh, it seems mm-hmm. to be like one of those panels you see over and over again. <laughs> you know, but in a, in a kind of nice way. It's kind of you open it, ah, it's a bit comforting to actually get a proper Power Man and Iron Fist fight. You know, them with a crowd of people doing their thing. Yes. And it's, it's uh, what's, for me, the most interesting on this page is Luke is the one who drops Danny's origin. Yeah, yeah. Which I think this is the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. So first off, Danny says, let's wrap this up because the gem is opening a new movie so we can go catch it. Yeah, he asked asked Luke out on a date in the first panel. It's very sweet. (laughs) I mean, Luke asked Danny, do you want to catch a film with me after this? And he's like, Danny's like, yeah, sure. And, of course, the baddies are, like, overconfident fools. And the baddies are wearing, like, these full get-ups. Yeah, they look like aim light. Yes, except, like, brown and off-orange earth tones. (laughs) Yeah, like, ugly aim. Not that aim's outfits are nice, but it's that kind of full headgear and and body armor. Yeah, and they they pepper Luke with bullets. But he doesn't lose his shirt. Not yet. Not yet. Don't worry. Don't worry, Luke fans. Shirts, shirts coming off. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all shooting dead, uh, dead center in Luke's chest to the point where uh, he actually comments that he's getting shot so much it's actually starting to hurt. So if you're looking for examples on whether it hurts him or not, this is one of the issues you'll find that answer. Mm-hmm. Because I know it's one of the questions people asked a lot uh, with the TV show came up. Um, now he swings and knocks about four of them flying. Now, in the next page, Danny does something very interesting. Danny has a guy shooting at him with a probably a machine gun with the amount of bullets that are in the air. Exactly, yeah. And he does one of those awesome retrospective flips where they show his form in, in an off shade before it finally he lands kicking the guy dead in the chest. Mm-hmm. But he's he's doing it in front of all the bank tellers. So these bank tellers are all hiding from the gunfire that's exploding everywhere around them because that's where he ran in front of. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not really the best place you should have ran to there, Danny. Yeah, but luckily they, they're all missed. Don't worry. Again, you know. So Luke's, I don't even know what he's doing there. He's like grabbing a guy and throwing him behind his back onto the ground. That, which is, yeah. Just Unless kind he just of leapfrogged over him or something, but yeah. Which is odd. And then he t- picks up like the desk where people yeah. come in and sign their checks before standing in, in the queue, as they say over there. I don't know how a queue is a line, but I don't know a lot of things about what goes on overseas. <laughs> we say queue, yeah. And he chucks the desk and takes out four of them. And those desks weigh quite a lot, so yeah. that's... Totally believable. Oh, and then the shirt is beginning to disintegrate. Yes, there's less and less shirt every panel. Yeah. <laughs> and he rushes over saying that Danny can f- finish up the rest of the few guys that's standing. He better check on the people. And he rushes over to the security guard who's 
face down and he's like, are you okay? Are you hurt bad? And he says, no, I'm fine. And whips around with this strange contraption in his hand with a gas mask on and says, sucker. And he sprays Luke with gas and he's like, what the gas? And now the security guard is up yelling to put your gas masks on. Yeah. And we'll pick up what we came for. And other people, including customers, are pulling out gas guns and putting on masks. So something's fishy. Yeah, something's so fishy. And again, they knew to go for gas for Luke. So these are people who know what they're doing. And answers another question about him, like what can take him out? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good Luke issue. So for, for answering your questions. Danny wristlock judo throws the last guy and then turns around to find half the bank cards and the managers, all managers sporting these gas masks and guns. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's going on? How did you? And they're like, like this. So they spray him with gas. And Danny goes, "Mm, get the picture. Yeah, I guess you do. He, 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 ho. And the gas dissipates and Danny's standing there with his arms crossed. How did he? He's holding his breath, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and there's obviously so mu- only so much he can do as this. So they do a runner, um, and and Danny starts to get overcome by the gas, but he manages to drape himself across a massive stash of cash. Right. So they make their getaway. And we get to Danny in a hospital. As, as he wakes up to Raph and oh, what's that dude's name? Is it Tower? No, Scott. <coughs> and who's I? I don't know. I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it is Tower, isn't it? District Attorney then is Blake Tower. Go and have a look if I'm wrong, because I probably am. I don't even know. that's my guess because he's the one who's usually with Scarf but it could be someone else here we go Mr. Howe okay H-A-O okay Lieutenant Scarf Mr. Howe what are you doing here how did I you're in the police infirmary still too early for me here Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so basically the rundown here is they went to the bank heist because of course the alarm had been pulled Uh, No one was there. Uh, A lot of property damage. A lot of people shot up. Uh, They found thieves and burglars and dirty security guards knocked out by the gas and what him and Luke did. But no Luke and pretty much no money was taken either. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Howe thinks uh, Power Man is somehow involved Oh, yeah, he accuses Luke of being involved. Cause he's because an he's an ex-con, ex-con, and you know how those people are. Dun, dun, dun. Danny's like, no, it's not possible. And Leonard, Lieutenant Scarf is like, let me have a cigarette with the largest lighter on the planet. Yeah, so Luke. large it encompasses my entire hand. Yeah. Maybe he's got little hands. <laughs> <laughs> So this, as you can see, aggravates Danny because he can't believe that his best friend is being accused of something like this. And oh my Scarf, God, look how low that bed is on that he's on. 
Yes. We need to stop when it's like a camp bed. <laughs> Just like. Uh, Scarf basically being the good guy that he is, not the guy he was portrayed as in Netflix. Yeah, he's a good guy. That was one of my major issues with Me too. the Netflix thing. It's like, I can't believe they did him dirty like that. But anyways, some bad stuff does happen later on, but that's a whole different situation, and it does clear itself up. But we'll get to that later. He says, the best thing you can do by proving him safe is to go find him. And he's like, go to it. So Danny stumbles outside to find Colin and Misty waiting. Yeah. Quickly gives them the news, and they go searching for Luke. First, they go to the Gem Theater, and they talk to DW, who, yes, I spent 10 minutes researching this, so I'm going to say it. He's putting up a John Wayne movie poster for The Spoilers, a 1942 film that takes place in Nome, Alaska, with miners. <laughs> of course, DW hasn't seen him all day, and he's also worried, so he joins the gang. Yeah, joins the gang of going around questioning hoodlums around uh, Hell's Kitchen. And I just think it's funny that um, he makes some phone calls. He calls Jeannie or Jenny to see if yeah. she has reported back. And, of course, she hasn't. They visit the local newspaper stand where Luke goes. He hasn't been there. And then Misty is the one who's hustling the pimp yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of Luke normally. as uh, Yeah. Well, she's pretty much doing the lead of most of the uh, interrogation once you get to the sort of low lives. Oh, no, I guess Danny's there as well. And Colleen is asking the uh, prostitutes if they're Luke, so I don't know what you want to draw from that conversation, (laughs) but hey, whatever. And then the funny part is, is, you know, some people are hostile, and it's got Danny asking a skinhead, apparently. Uh, what's if he's oh, seen? They, they go to Harmony as well, right? And he's like, Power Man is missing. Good. I hope they, someone found a knife sharp enough to slit his steel hard throat for this. And mm. DW's like, Oh, and I'm like, Why didn't they show Danny kicking that guy's ass? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they visit the dock, nobody there. They visit the local hangout, the jazz musician. Musici- I cannot talk this morning. The jazz hangout. The jazz hang out. They also come up empty, and they visit Gadget, who also has not seen them. And then Iron Fist does visit Harmony, who's also devastated that her yeah. great big lamb is missing. Aw. But more worried about her nail varnish. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danny is physically distraught that they cannot find Luke. Yeah. And finally, he comes to the conclusion with his mental eyeballs in the frame. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird, weird panel. (laughs) Dr. Noah Bernstein might know the location of Luke because he knows more about Luke than anybody. So they go to visit only to find this. And here where just earlier, Luke dropped iron fists origin. Now iron fist drops Luke's origin of how he became power man. So they go to visit the clinic, the free clinic that the doctor works at. And they are told he's on a two-week vacation. They go to his house to find out that he went on his honeymoon with a girl he met on a swinging seniors cruise. So now, again, they're at wit's end on what could possibly happen to Luke. 
But now we find out. He's shirtless. No shirt. Strung up. And a giant metal T. Saying uh, Christmas. With two S's. But it's a big, big deal. And And then we see a naked man on big... What we think, what looks like a stone throne, but is actually metal. Well, he's not Uh, naked now. You can actually make out a boot and a glove line. Oh, yeah. For naked-ish. But we have this mystery person now in a chair in the shadows. Saying, I hope you're not too uncomfortable. You know, a traditional villain kind of. I have you in my grasp. And then we flip back to Danny and the girl. Well, Danny and Jenny. Yep, at Heroes for Hire office. Without his mask on, thank God, because going, it would be stupid if he did have it on. Drinking tea. <laughs> um, going through all the paperwork the Mediterranean banking company has set over on the case. Actually being a detective. Dun, dun, dun. Look at that. It's like the Dark Knight all over again, but, but light. So, um, Heart of the Dragon. What is it? The letterhead stationery, the second name on the bank's board of director, okay, John <laughs> Bushmaster. John Bushmaster, yeah. the Caribbean financier. What do you know of him? And then we He's, get the origin of uh, Iron Man and Power Fist and Iron, uh, Iron Fist and Power Man. Blimey! <laughs> Woo! I don't know. Who would have thought that would be the one I stumbled over? But How yeah. they brought them together. I first heard of Bushmaster months ago. Misty had been working undercover for the police in this organization under the name of Maya Corday. She and Bushmaster became more than friends. When he learned who she really was, he put out a contract on her. Later, he kidnapped Noah Bernstein or Bernstein or however you want to pronounce that and forced him to duplicate his Seagate experiment that gave Luke his power using more electricity and more potent chemical bath. In the end, Bushmaster was a power man too, even more powerful than Luke. And he was in the process of proving it when the chemical bath exploded and washed over them both. Afterwards, there was no sign of Bushmaster. We assumed he'd been killed. It never occurred to any of us that he survived, much less resumed his business operations. So now, looking up his addresses, his property holdings, and making a tricky phone call, Danny finds out where they are holding Luke by tricking them into admitting where Bushmaster is. It is pretty cool to see Danny doing investigation work there and not just, like, following along and now back to the lab Luke is above what appears to be a flaming chemical bath on this metal tee all trussied up and now it's time for the villain to monologue as he's threatening to harm the doctor's new wife if he doesn't do exactly what he says he leans forward and we see it is in fact Bushmaster and he is not in good shape Because not only did he become more powerful and stronger than Luke, but the transformation doesn't seem to have stopped. Not only his skin has become steel-hard, but his bones and his internal organs and his very flesh are, uh, what's that word, atrophying, atrophying? Yeah, uh, atrophying. Atrophying. 
Right word, by, but I by, which I wouldn't have thought of. But yeah, he's in trouble. By inches, turning into hard, unyielding, unliving metal. So now he's forcing the doctor to use Lucas the guinea pig to actually cure him of the whole power man syndrome. And if it works, it's, he's going to do it to himself because this is now killing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, you begin to get an idea why they've kidnapped Luke. Um, <laughs> especially with those like uh, with Dr. Burstein alongside then we flip back out onto the outside where we've got a uh, ship on the water with Danny and Scarf and Misty and Colleen and uh, they have tracked down where Luke is being held and Danny's going to go swim over to that ship uh, so he sort of dives in the ocean, quick goodbye from Misty and a hug, and she says, come back to me in one piece. Um, and then we go back to where Luke is, and the lid is closing over him. Like, So you think he was just going to be held like uh, crucifix style, but no, there's also a coffin to go on top of that um, to flood him with chemicals. And he starts to scream. And and this, is all, this is the all-action bit now. Danny skillfully sneaks onto the yacht and starts taking out guards with guns, ninja style, sneaking up behind them. Wraith-like, he moves through the boat, leaving guards and crewmen unconscious in his wake. (laughs) That's great. He destroys the radio tower so they can't communicate with anybody, which scrambles the screen, the thugs who have the doctor's wife were watching in case there was any problem. So now they don't know what's going on in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And then Danny jumps into the bottom of the ship to scream, gods of Kanlan, Luke, as he can see Luke through a window, fist. And the doctor's like, iron fist, no. But he doesn't know that iron fist has already kind of covered the whole wife in peril situation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, and, the, and then we get, I quite like this. There's a nice set of four panels at the beginning, like Iron Fist gets what's going on. Um, he's like, doesn't look like Luke can stand very much anymore. And you get this four panels of Danny coming forward increasingly with the Iron Fist powered on. I quite like that. And even the backgrounds are quite nice. They're flat with no actual background details again, but it goes from red to deep orange, to lighter orange, to yellow as he gets closer. It's kind of a nice little sequence. Just, and just to mention be, the art after I've been slamming our colorist earlier. Yes, just to, just to bring that up, the color in the book yes, is, is much... Yes, like as bad as the cover. Yes, it's total Marvel coloring job yeah, for the yeah. era inside. There's nothing... Exactly. If you're reading a book from 1980, like Captain America and whatever else might have been out, Defenders, Avengers, whatever. Yeah. The Incredible Hulk. It all all would have looked the same. The the inside job is totally the Marvel way. Nothing was done funky. Just for some reason, that color, the cover is just too muddled and too dark. I don't know if they were trying to go for something funky to make it stand out on the thing, because unfortunately, sales for Power Man and Iron Fist were never huge. No. But, uh, so instead of a shakal, we got a skarakal. Yeah. Sploosh. Yeah, because all the chemicals are coming out, so they have to sploosh. And now Danny's on the ground gasping. I mean, Luke is on the ground gasping. Danny's asking him if he's okay. He is. And he's like, oh, 
Bushmaster is now screaming, you miserable, ignorant young savage, you've killed me. There'll never be time to duplicate the experiment again, but at least I won't die alone. And the doctor's like, Luke, he's throwing the switch. Fish, you got to stop him. If he pushes that lever, a woman dies. And Danny's like, what? Yeah, Danny's like, that. so he runs off for that. And then you see Bushmaster reaching from it as his hand becomes more and more metallic until it becomes metal. They're like, oh, my God, please, what in the... And Luke and Danny, all of a sudden, is dead to stop going, I don't understand. Bushmaster has become a creature of metal, like a statue. I don't even know if he's even alive. Well, we find that out later. And then we get a skarak as Danny actually karate chops the lever clean off of his chair. Now everything is hunky-dory. Oh, everything's good. You're good. (laughs) Danny, I'll find some way to repay you, says Luke. Quickly now, we've got to get out of here before the guards arrive. Too late. Yeah, of course. All, of course, have guns, so they're all just running out another entrance. Danny Karate kicks open the door as they all get out, and then we shoot over back to Bushmaster as apparently he continues to transform to the point where he becomes so hard his body begins to crumble and deteriorate down to a skeleton sitting in the chair. So I I think we can honestly say we're not going to see him again. And we don't. So now they're running for their boat. They're jumping off the side of the of the uh, yeah. the boat Danny's into the water. And he's got the doctor. And Luke is about to jump, shirtless, of course, when crack. Not only does he get shot in the shoulder, he actually gets shot in the shoulder. Yeah. Blood, the they got me. It ain't possible. And he falls into the ocean with a gunshot wound. The fate of Power Man, the future of Emma Bernstein, and the return of the hideous Headman. (laughs) The return. Mm. So all that next time. Now, as you hinted earlier, this was all self-contained, which is rather shocking. Yeah. A story. I mean, it's like you have returning villain that had to do with a major plot line. Yeah, it, it it picks up on stuff from the very early run, and um, we've got the almost the entire main cast in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I can't really think of many people that are missing. Blake Tower, sorry, um, but he's hardly main cast. Um, and a, and a lawyer. And the, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we don't have Hogarth. Um, but uh, we have pretty much everyone, and it ties up this plot and. Um, it's like a, a break before we're now on the run up. So it's, it's it's not a villain of the week one. Where it's, it's kind of it's kind of nice to have a one off that's not a villain of the week one. Um, especially after some of the ones we've had recently, which were have been picking up the last few, haven't they? There was the couple where they were pretty dreary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to see. It's kind of nice to see them separate, separated by, and it not always being someone having to save Danny. Um, which I think uh, is one of was one of Connor's problems with the TV show, and uh, reading an issue like that, it just makes you remember that quite often it was Danny stepping in to help Luke with some of his past stuff, because Luke has a much shadier past, basically. Hi, sorry, I've got a cat now as well. <laughs> <laughs> so a cat in my face. So. But but uh, 
I mean, we're saying it's a one-off, but the one-off was just the villain. The ongoing background story is going to continue. And I do think, you know, Joe Duffy started a little bit rough, but then she does find her groove. And this is definitely the stuff that's in her groove. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really enjoyed this issue. Yes. Um, it has action. It has um, the match using their brains. It ha- you know, it, which is nice because quite often the action-packed ones don't because it's just fight to fight to fight. And the most they get is where could they have gone? Um, and it's kind of nice to see the whole team working together. The Misty and Danny stuff isn't like overwrought. Um, uh-huh. It's nice to see Harmony every time she pops up, so you can remember she exists. So mm. that is a thing. You usually only see Harmony when they're like about to go out someplace expensive, and Luke, of course, will make a crack about how he really can't afford this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That does happen a lot. Yeah, God, no comments about Danny's money. Um, yeah, that wasn't brought up a single time, and I don't yeah. think it's brought up next issue either. It feels like a bit of a fresh air, a, a bit of a breath of fresh air from some of the... I mean, Luke still loses his shirt, because why mess with perfection? No, I, I don't even like Luke that much. Like, as a, like he's not, it's not the kind of body type I'd be like, ooh, Luke. Um, but it is funny just <laughs> how often he... Uh... Well, don't you worry, the same thing happens next issue. Yeah, well, to be fair, I could say that every week. It happens every time. Um, We're going to have, like, bell. If it ever doesn't happen, we have to have, like, sound effects and, like, bells and whistles going off. (laughs) We've got a winner. What if there's a web page dedicated to Luke's shirt? (laughs) There should be, really, shouldn't there? If there's one for Shatner's toupee, there should be one for Luke's shirt. Yeah, there should be. Um... But thank you guys for joining us on this crazy podcast and yes. send us emails, send us messages, look at us on Facebook. Apparently we have a Twitter page that I know nothing about because that's Connor's thing, not mine. Yeah. And uh, tell us if you like it, if you hate it, send in artwork, send in whatever. Yeah. Tell us <laughs> well, your favorite shirtless Luke moment. Or read it. We'll look at it. If it's artwork, we'll share it. If it's music, we might use it. Uh, yeah. The we're currently using in the beginning and ending were produced by fans, not us. But let us know. And now here, Connor's going to clip in all the legal mumbo-jumbo he puts at the end to make sure we don't get sued for any of this. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, That's where I put all the show notes. 
I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 